Hello there, you're listening to the Park Crush Podcast. This is a theme park podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there. Hello there. How are you doing? I'm good. You? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Recovering still from my treacherous expedition into the studio this morning, Of course, yes. Very treacherous conditions out there. We've had about a millimetre of snow. Yep. Ice all over the pavements. Yep. We've done very well to bring you a podcast this week at all, dear listener. Yes. Some extreme winter weather yeah outside scenes like canada has never seen out there indeed yeah scenes like canada has never seen trains aren't running planes cancelled it's a travesty out there yeah but tom has made it to the studio a precursor to a no deal brexit this is what it's going to be like josh every day come march 30th once we've left it's going to be Chaos on the street. I actually quite like winter, so that's not too bad for me. Fair enough, fair yeah. enough. I mean, shorts you, weather. you still wear shorts yeah. no matter the weather, so I guess nothing really changes for you. Now, if you haven't listened to this podcast before, this is a theme park podcast, as I said at the top. However, Oof. there is an important topic of discussion that we need to get out of the way Uh-oh. before we move on to this week's theme park news. Now, for the past few recordings, Josh, I've been bringing... Christmas chocolates to the studio. Oh, yes. Because, as is always the case, my mum bought way too many Christmas chocolates. Yeah. Seems to have gone to a particular extreme in the Christmas that's just gone by. Yeah. And so we're still working our way through the bounties of Christmas chocolates that have been bought. Except, got... the, except the actual bounties. We're not making our way through those. Oh. No one likes bounties, I find. I love bounties. Do you? Yeah. Oh, right. Well, you're a rare breed yeah. of bounty lover. Coconutty goodness. Well, fair enough. Each to their own, I suppose. Now, I ate outside my comfort zone this Christmas. Oh. Because until the Christmas just gone, I had never had a green triangle or a purple one. Now, for our American listeners, of which there are hundreds, um, genuinely, it's kind of startling to... Yeah. To know that, but Thanks. we are more popular in the States. And it's worth noting as well, by the way, I don't know if you've seen the pictures of the weather in the States this week. No. Um, we are half joking about the weather here. It has snowed, not really that much. No. In some parts of the UK it has, but not really here. But in the US, some of the pictures I've seen are absolutely incredible. I mean, the amount of snow they've had. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you really not seen any of No. Them? So the temperatures have dropped to absolutely ridiculous levels. I have the seen Niagara that. The Niagara Falls have frozen on oh. the US side. It's absolutely insane. You've got pictures... But of, it's still flowing on the Canada side. I believe so, yeah. So that I've seen a clip... <laughs> just like at the border. Just. I've seen a clip of uh, a girl who goes out having just washed her hair, and it's all still wet, and she goes outside and it basically freezes in place. I have seen that. I saw it's, that. It's mad. That is crazy. It's absolutely mad. I don't think it's that crazy in Florida, I, I think, but it doesn't seem like it's particularly brilliant no. theme park weather there either. I, I did it's, see a picture on uh, about Frostpunk where he said he was you know, reenacting real life and he had his... Thermometer the next to him that said minus seven, and then the Frostpunk game, which is obviously about it being really cold. Frostpunk, that's yes. the game you've been playing. Yes. Instead of Parkitect. Instead of Parkitect. Well, you know, got to mix it up. Well, Keep I know. Parkitect fresh. I guess, I guess, I guess. Anyway, point I was making yep. um, for our American listeners out there who might not know, purple ones and green triangles are chocolates found in a selection box known yeah. as Quality Street. They yeah. are a British staple. Not they a sponsor. Are, are they only sold at Christmas? No. No. But they me. are like considered a Christmas thing. Yeah. You buy a big box of them at Christmas and you make your way through them. They've got varieties of chocolate within the within the tin, caramels, fudges, yeah. uh, toffee pennies, strawberry dream. Yeah. Um and then you've got these two kind of iconic 
inclusions in that box, yeah. which are... So iconic that they made bigger versions that you can buy individually. It's true. These are the chocolates many people think of when they think of quality streets. Yeah. However, they have names that are very ambiguous. Yes. So, up until now, I've been very suspicious of what is called the Green Triangle and the Purple One, because there's no indication as to what those actually are. No. I've tried them now. A Purple One is basically, I think it's a hazelnut. Yeah. Uh, encased in, in chocolate. In caramel. Uh, and then the Green Triangle is kind of like chopped up shaven hazelnut, I guess. Yes. In uh, a milk chocolate. Yeah. In the shape of a triangle in a green wrapper. Yes. Now, Josh, you have still not ever tried a green triangle. I have not. So before we start talking about theme parks, I felt it was important to document what is a piece of history here <laughs> and for you to have your first green triangle on the record. Oh, well, thank so you So here much. you go, Josh. So so my first of all, my thing with... Yeah. I'm not a big fan of mint. There's no mint involved. No. No mint involved at all. I can um, understand why you might think that because it is green. It is green. You know, um, after how, it's green. However, I can confirm that not everything green is in fact minty. Oh. For example, broccoli. Not minty. Not minty from what I understand. <laughs> Spinach? No, I don't think that's minty either. Uh, dollar bills. N- I have not tried a dollar bill, but <laughs> I... I would not suggest doing that. They no. are disgusting. Well, yes. But let's go. Let's go for Let, it. I'm let's going to put go. the microphone down so I can open this. Of course. Feel free. I, I will commentate the process. Josh is now weighing up the green triangle in his fingers. He's opening it right up next to that microphone so that you can... Maybe. Oh. The pure sex that is unwrapping a chocolate. That noise is something that arouses people like no other, and that speaks says a lot about me. Uh, anyway, yes. right. So here goes. Yes. It's like a almost truffle-like consistency to it. That's very good. Oh, he's a fan of the green triangle. Oh um, uh, yeah, he's a fan of the green triangle. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. A moment. For the ages recorded for you here on the Park Rush podcast, Josh has had his first green triangle at the age of 24 or 5. And 25. 25. And <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I'm 26 this year. My word. That is wow. good, though. Well, glad you like it. There are more here. We've got a bumper morning of recording to do here today, so I've got plenty of chocolate to fuel It's like a uh, the sesh. Ch- chocolatey hazelnut paste, I guess. Like a truffle, I hazelnut guess. chocolate truffle. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. Wow, there we are. Green triangles. If you ever find yourself in Britain, uh, listeners who aren't British, uh, maybe maybe take a look, see if you can find a, a tin of quality street. Yeah, you might even be able to get them a hot import. Well, maybe, maybe. Don't know. Get them in before, well, before or after Brexit. I don't know. I guess it'll be cheaper after Brexit for people coming over because the pound will have crashed. Yes. So you can come over here and get some quality streets for a buck. Anyway, shall we talk about theme parks? There's been some developments. Yeah. In some stories that we have talked about previously. We're going to start with something that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago in a fair amount of detail, which is the new Harry Potter roller coaster coming to Islands of Adventure. Construction is coming along quite nicely, it would seem, and there is an extensive report on the progress being made at orlandoparkstop.com, which is what we're taking a look at here. Now, for me, um, the most interesting thing about this update, we know some of that we've known some of the details already. So, for example, the 
ride vehicle is going to be themed to Hagrid's motorbike. Yep. It's going to go in and around what looks like the Forbidden Forest. Yep. There's going to be lots of sort of ruinous looking structures. But the actual track layout we seem to have now, or at least what is thought to be the yeah, track layout. More or less confirmed, I think, at this point. Like, not uh, unofficially confirmed. Not officially confirmed, obviously. Right. Because uh, it was leaked originally, and then the person that leaked it, they got a phone call from Universal t- asking who leaked it to them. Oh, okay. And they're like, well, no one, but I guess you've now like unofficially confirmed it by asking who leaked this information. It so. would seem so. So the most striking thing about this track layout is just how many scenes it highlights. It's a big old track, isn't it? It's a big track with a lot of moments, I guess, yes. that are going to involve special effects, animatronics, things like that. I think yep. when it says scene, that's what I take it to mean. It's going to have something to look at other yes. than just... The thrill of bit of moving fast on yeah, a track. Yeah, uh, no screens as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Uh, so you'd imagine animatronics mm-hmm. and no screens. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really it's, cool. It is cool. Yeah, it's a ni- it's a nice throwback in that way. Do you think maybe they they've kind of been when you think of how often screens have been used on rides in recent years? Do you think it's because they were sort of waiting for the next big advancement in animatronics? Perhaps. Do you think that animatronics got to a point where they were like, well, animatronics are still cool, but They've kind of developed as far as they can for now, and, and maybe there's been a development in recent years that's got people excited about animatronics again. And when I say people, I mean the creative teams at theme parks, because we've seen uh, it with Disney as well. There. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the, the thing with screens is it's easier to tell a story on a screen. That is true. Than through animatronics. Animatronics is always tougher. Tough, tougher? Tougher. But I think, uh, I think there was a bit of a backlash or um, pushback against the screen usage at Gringotts. Right. Um, I mean, certainly from me. Well, yes. Uh, and your voice travels further and louder than most. Yes. Being such an influential figure in uh, the theme park industry. Absolutely. Mm. So well, I think that's why they've gone back to doing a, more animatronic stuff. Yeah. Uh, certainly in this regard. But I do think that the, uh, you know, as we've seen through certainly the Disney stuff for mm. uh, Japan. Yeah, the Beauty and the Beast stuff. Beauty and Beast Japan, stuff, yeah. yeah so right. clearly animatronic technology has come a long way mm. uh, so they can do a lot more interesting stuff with it. Yeah. What kind of animatronics are we looking at here? I think based on the report that we were looking at, there's talk of of a Hagrid. Yep. An animatronic Hagrid. A Fluffy, the three-headed dog yep. from the first uh, book. Yeah, I think, movie. I think we're going to get the flying car, the Ford Angular. The Ford Angler, yes. Anglia, yeah. Yeah. And possibly some pixies from the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, Devil's Snare. The Devil's Snare. Now, yes, this is perhaps the most interesting and potentially exciting part of this ride for me is the Devil's Snare. Now, for people that don't remember, the Devil's Snare is in the Philosopher's Stone. Devil's Snare, Devil's Snare. get past the dog and they fall into these vines and they're sort of struggling and as they struggle they are getting um, suffocated. There's like a rhyme to it and if you follow the rhyme... Something like that. You get swallowed by it, but then you actually just fall through. Yeah, but the yeah. key is to relax. Yeah. You relax, and then you, you drop through. Yeah. I think. So it sounds like, in terms of how it's going to get used on the ride, the ride vehicle is going to get stuck in Devil's Snare, and yeah. then there's going to be some way in which it, it then falls. The track, presumably, is going to yes. drop onto a new piece of track. Um which well, is very cool. It's not going to fall onto a new well, piece of track. No, but I mean, like the track, the piece of track that the car is on will drop. Yes. Onto so, and then follow a, a, new, a new piece of track from there. If you'd have been to any UK theme parks, Tom. Well, I have been to Legoland, Josh, and Chessington. 
Just not for a while. Well, uh, you would know that... Have you done the Jungle Coaster front row? <laughs> I did not think so. I'm hardcore, let me tell uh, you. 13 at Alton Towers, mm. uh, I believe, uh, was the first roller coaster to implement the drop track. Okay. At least the first in the UK, that is for certain. It's pretty cool. It's a really good. It's a really cool sensation. Yeah. It's probably the best part about that ride, to be honest. The rest Fair of the ride's enough. kind of mundane, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's a really cool concept. I really nice. like it. Nice. I mean, there is some of that in the Gringotts ride. There's that bit where the the big, like the guard, the the moving knight comes and like whacks the track, and you yep. sort of. Or there's that bit at the very start where Bellatrix Lestrange starts sort of casting spells on you, and yeah. you're gradually tilting forward and then fall down. But this one seems like it's just going to be a straight drop down. Straight drop, yeah. Like a yeah, like you're falling through the the devil's snare. This is interesting. So well, so. At Alton Towers on 13, you drive into the drop track area forwards, mm. and then you drop, and then you drive, and then you come out it backwards. Right. Whereas here, it looks like you are going to be launched into an upward motion, which, and then as you come back down, you're in reverse, obviously, and that's when you go for a spiral onto the Devil Snare drop section. So you go into it backwards. Oh, nice. Which is kind of interesting to me because obviously it's harder to do theming. Yeah. Or to give the impression of theming when you're coming into an object backwards because obviously you can't see it yeah. until you're yeah. locked in. Whereas if you're going forwards and you can see it, you know, you're impending doom, mm-hmm. as it were. So it'll be interesting to see how they do that for yeah. me. Uh, it also looks like there might be two drop elements there. In the Devil's Snare part. In the Devil's Snare part, based on the picture, but that might just be where they're, they're not quite sure which way that bit of track goes. I don't right. know. Right, fair enough, yeah. But, I mean, it looks very impressive. It's a huge track. It it seems to go back on itself a couple of times as well. There's multiple launches. Multiple launches. It it sort of goes... The the entrance seems to be down, I guess, in the same sort of place that the Dragon Challenge must have been. I think it's going to be the same location. Yeah, yeah but then the track sort of... You, you're, I guess, from what I can see, you'll see Hogsmeade to kind of your right at a point as you go along, and, it'll, and then it will sort of go sort of further back into parts of the land that I guess have never really been seen before because I mean it's it's much bigger it seems to me than the Dragon Challenge was it seems like it's going to take up more space I guess there was two rides there wasn't there mm. when it was Dragon Challenge so yeah uh, it probably took up more space than you realised but I and still s- think there's a bit more space and obviously the building yeah they built a new a building for this for the for the drop section yes with the Devil's Snare which looks like it's placed behind the um, Hogwarts Express train station. Yeah. So something I, I found quite interesting, something I read a while back was about how J.K. Rowling is quite protective over Harry Potter and, and whatnot yes. and, and the sort of idea that she doesn't want a, a big sort of obvious roller coaster to be visible from somewhere in Hogsmeade. She wants yeah. you to feel like if you're in Hogsmeade, you're in Hogsmeade. You don't want to see this random piece of roller coaster track. Yeah, it's like the Alton Towers sight lines all over again. Above the above Ollivander's wand shop or whatever. No, so yeah. it'll be interesting. So the the part of the track that seems like it goes down past Hogsmeade, I wonder if that's going to be almost sunken. So uh, I think you'll be able to see it from the queue line, right. but not from... But I think there might be trees in the way to block it from the rest of Hogsmeade. Mm. It's going to be heavily wooded. Yeah. It's key here. Obviously, it's yeah. meant to be supposedly in the forest. In the Forbidden Forest. Yes. Yeah. 
you think we'll see like centaurs in there then as well? Perhaps. Oh, could be. I mean, there unicorns. are some scenes that are on that are unmarked. Mm. You know, we don't know. You know, scene seven, scene thirteen. We don't know what they look like. So they could be. Uh, scene twelve is just as forest escape. We don't know. There might be centaurs there. Could be. Could be. Something that was pointed out as well by Park Stop was the fact that there have been a flurry of blog posts on the Universal Orlando website yes, strictly related to Harry Potter recently, almost as if they're potentially gearing up for an announcement. Now, this ride is due to come out in the summer. Universal aren't stupid. They must know that more and more of this ride is leaking, more and more about this ride is becoming known and yep. spoken about in the public domain. So they must be gearing up for an announcement pretty soon. You must... You must yeah, I, I think so. Obviously, Disney's ramping up their Star Wars chat as well so sticking yeah. Harry Potter out there would be a good time to do it yeah certainly with it launched in the summer mm. um, why do wouldn't you, think, you do you think it'll be done by the time you're there in May <sighs> I doubt it I think it'll be tight I think you might get lucky You might there might be some soft launching going on yeah and you might be able to sneak on I mean if I'm lucky they'll announce that it comes out after I'm there mm. but there might be some soft openings there because then if they announce that it, it's going to be open just after I'm there it means that people are less likely to go when I'm there. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, well, it's a holiday location, so it's still going to be busy. But mm. uh, the the diehards aren't going to go until the new things open. The no. new hotness. The new hotness, indeed. It it is. I'm very excited. I I I love themed roller coasters. One of my favourite rides at the at the whole Universal Orlando Resort is the Mummy. Yes, great ride. It's brilliant. Love I love that. I love that ride an awful lot. It combines great theming and thrills that are um, created not just by the roller coaster itself, which is a great roller coaster, indoor roller coaster, but also by the the attention to detail, the animatronics, the fire effects, all that all that good stuff. It all comes together really nicely. So I'm very excited to see what they do with Harry Potter because, as I said. They they do right by this property, I think, generally. They they bring their A-game for their Harry Potter attractions. I mean, yeah. I know you're not the biggest fan of Gringotts, but something that I think is undeniable, even about Gringotts, is the attention to detail is pretty stark. Oh, yeah, like, no, absolutely. Queue, even, like, the queue area for Gringotts is kind of amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's The theming is impeccable. Mm. You know, I just don't particularly like the ride. That's... No, no, fair enough. But, yeah, it's it's exciting. I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, one other quick aside on Islands of Adventure, and again, this is something we talked about a couple of weeks ago, the Jurassic Park roller coaster that's not been announced at all, but has yep. been hinted at and yep. all but confirmed by insiders. ITK. It seems like there is uh, some ramping up in terms of some demolition work going on on the waterfront in the Jurassic Park area, yeah. out by the front of the Discovery Centre, or out by the back of the Discovery Centre. The bamboo's getting ripped up. Yeah, so that seems like it's going to ramp up pretty quickly as well. And it seems like, based on what people are saying about that ride, it might be a like a surprisingly quick turnaround on that one. Like, it yeah. might not, like This one is obviously very highly themed, Harry Potter. Animatronics, ride buildings going up. The Jurassic Park one seems like it might be more of a, I don't want to say bog standard, but it might be like, more of a of a Hulk than a mummy in terms of ro- as in far as roller coaster like theming, theming goes. Yeah. You'll probably get some some, some let's, let's say raptors at the start or something yeah. like that. A raptor themed queue area. I, I, I guess the location's a bit different, obviously, as well, because obviously with Harry Potter, uh, this new ride, it's like its own area mm. that you can build in. Mm. Whereas 
the Jurassic Park ride is taking over basically the whole of the Jurassic Park area bar the water ride. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of feels like they're squeezing it in wherever they can. Yes, whereas... it seems, it f- certainly from a lot of the pictures, it feels like there's almost just like fences the whole way along. Mm. So there's just a small corridor that you can walk down that gets you from King Kong to the to the boat ride and then to Harry Potter. Yeah. Like yeah. There's very little you know, corridor space down there, really. Yeah. But exciting times at Islands of Adventure. There are some <coughs> pretty exciting roller coasters in the offing there. Oh. Yeah. While we're on the topic of Universal, Ooh. we talked about, or we have talked about a lot there, rumoured third or fourth gate, depending on how you feel about third. Volcano Bay. Third. Rumoured to be called Universal's Fantastic Worlds. There have been leaks to that effect. Yeah. Now it seems like that could be in jeopardy because Warner Brothers have not filed a like a, a copyright infringement infringement or anything like that. Yet, yeah. But they're basically using the rights they do have to give themselves more time to decide whether that is something they want yeah. to do. So it's clearly in their minds, do we want to act on this at all and I think the thinking is presumably that they think people might be confused about yeah. the name. So they obviously they own two brands there anyway so they've got Fantastic Beasts mm. and also uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is a Warner Brothers brand. Yes. Because uh, they use it at you know locations around the world not just Universal. Mm. And their, their impression or what people have been saying is that they feel like putting you know Fantastic and Worlds together uh, confuses their message. Yeah. Uh, and that's why they might, you know, push back against it. I don't think it'll be that big of a deal. If they do, Universal will have a number of other options available to them. Sure. They'll have a, you know, a list. Um, Fantastic Worlds is just top of that list. Do you but, think Warner Brothers would even be successful if they went after it? Fantastic Worlds, I mean, if anything, I think that might be doing Warner Brothers a favour if there's like a really well-regarded, world-class theme park that people might think is yeah. associated with their terrible Fantastic the, the, Beasts films. The thing as well, I don't know, you know, somebody... Yeah. Might boost their reputation a little Christ. bit. Uh, someone has... Obviously, this park is rumoured to have, or was rumoured to have a Fantastic Beasts area in it anyway. Yes. I wonder um, if that plan will change based on how the movies go over the next couple of years. Yeah. And the some there's been a font put out of Fantastic Worlds... Which looks remarkably like it, uh, yes, Harry Potter. Font. Fair, I don't know a little Harry Potter where that's come from. No, uh, I don't know if that's someone's just mocked that up. Mm. You know, some randomer. Yeah, uh, but if it is, then you know, I think that with the name and the font, if that is a real font, uh, that could be enough to you know for them to win. Yeah, possibly, but or certainly get some money out of it. Yeah, you know, an yeah. agreement put in place. Yes. Fantastic Worlds has grown on me as a name. Universal's Fantastic Worlds. Like originally, I thought that's so generic. That's so well, like nothing. Yeah, but, but then, then so's Islands of, of Adventure. Adventure. But that's really stuck now. And I guess yeah. it's because I never thought of. I wasn't. I wasn't a cynical four-year-old, Josh. No. So when I went to Islands of Adventure, aged four or five, I just thought, "Woohoo, Islands of Adventure!" <laughs> and it's just stuck. I've never thought about it being a boring name. Mm. So Fantastic Worlds, I'm sure if I was five, I'd just be like, yeah, we're going to the Fantastic Worlds. And then I'd grow up and think, Fantastic Worlds, what a cool place. Yeah. So there we are. Yeah. As long as they I mean, sell the same cookies, I don't really mind what it's Magic called. Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom. 
Yeah. And it's a kingdom of magic. Animal kingdom. Animal kingdom. Yeah. I mean the only like the most random one is Epcot, really. Yeah, what does that even mean? I do know this. I can't remember it now, but it was because it was from originally when. What do I not pay you for, Josh? Uh, <laughs> it was a, it was from originally like a, Walt's original idea of uh, having you know, somewhere where people actually lived, mm. and that was what Epcot was going to be. Right. Uh, it's going to be the center of the or at the top of the park. Cause the whole uh, land was going to be on one monorail track that went all the way through the middle of the whole thing. Right. And Epcot was going to be uh, where people you know people lived and worked. Oh, okay. And played. Huh. Uh, as well as also having, so you'd have Magic Kingdom at the bottom, Epcot at the top, and Magic Kingdom was meant to be this, you know, city of the future. Do you mean Epcot was meant to be a city of the future? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. It's, you know, the, the sort of conical shaped cities of the future, yeah. where like the massive skyscrapers in the middle and the smaller skyscrapers as you go down. You mean like Dubai? <laughs> well, yeah. But like in a conical shape, you know. Right, yeah. Yeah, it was meant to sort of be like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. But obviously, uh, Walt died. And uh, Roy went, we can't afford that. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> we'll keep the name for later. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and then we'll we'll do a world showcase. How's that? Well, now it's frozen. And yeah. And various other Guardians the, of the Galaxy. The Three Caballeros. Yeah. Ratatouille. Well, you mentioned the, the monorail. Speaking of Disney transportation oh. options, yeah. there's a new one on the way. Yeah. It's a gondola. Yep, gondola. Gondola, which is going to link Cable various car. parts of the Disney Walt Disney World Resort. Yep, it's due to open this year. Is that correct? Yeah, and they have begun testing. They have, according to sure have an official announcement video posted by Disney. Yeah, no insider chat here. This is actually happening. This yeah. is fact. This is Jordan this is not talking fake about news. it. Yes, Jordan of Disney. Yeah, has been talking about it. I assume she's an Imagineer. One would assume. Yeah. yeah. What's your uh, take on it? We have talked about it before, but I don't know if you're able to remind people of exactly what this whole project is about. And sure. It's, well, it's it's like the monorail, but cheaper. And in the sky. And in the sky. Well, I guess the monorail is also the in the sky. I guess the monorail is also kind of in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and because it's constantly moving, there's a bigger throughput, uh, and it links uh, Hollywood Studios, Epcot, uh, and a v- variety of... Uh, hotels and because I keep putting like extra hotels in same locations as other hotels now as well. Like you've got um oh, I can't remember now. I can't remember off the top of my head. But there's a like a sort of Hispanic hotel that I can't remember the name of, and they've just built a new tower hotel there. Right. Which is a separate hotel, but basically on the same land. Okay. Um, is the president trying to build a big wall between the Hispanic hotel and all the <laughs> other hotels? Is that- uh, yeah, I think so. Oh right. Yeah. Uh, the animatronic and, Trump. That's his speech in the Hall of yeah. Presidents. And, like, and we must Di- build a wall between the Hispanic Disney Hotel and, and the other ones. Uh, big throughput. Passive AC, they say. Okay. Which, uh, for those that don't know, basically just means there's a vent at the top. So the breeze. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I love how they come up with a branded term for the breeze. Like, <laughs> yeah. We're using a passive air conditioning system. Oh, what? You mean the wind, mate? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's not even right. necessarily the wind, it's just the motion of the cable car. Someone's going to, they're going to try and copyright air. the breeze. Yeah. Disney's breeze. Disney's the breeze. <laughs> yeah. Every time the wind goes through your hair, you have to send Disney a buck. That sounds like a like a radio, terrible radio station. Well, Disney's breeze. Yeah. Disney's, anyone FM, the breeze. Into the breeze. <laughs> and they're going to be able to take the cable cars off of the track to 
uh, load uh, handicapped people onto it, disabled people. Okay. And then you know push it back on again. It's pretty cool. Uh, looks kind of cool. Yeah, obviously uh, got the Disney characters all on the outside, mm-hmm. so you can't see in, but you can see out. Uh huh. It's like a mirror, I guess, like the, you know the one way. So you could get up to some pretty frisky business in there, Josh, depending well, on how long you thought you were going to be on the gondola. Uh, well, apparently the longest stretch is about 10 minutes. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's long enough. I, I, I wrote a story <laughs> yesterday at work. I can't believe I'm saying this no. on a family thing part podcast. But yeah. uh, should we say an adult performer made the decision okay. to perform... Uh, salacious acts well, on the tube. Well, I never. With his former partner and another individual, and their uh, naughty business was carried out over the course of a mere three stops on the northern line, Whoa. taking approximately seven minutes. So, if they can get up to some stuff in seven minutes, ten minutes on the gondola, goodness Perfectly knows yeah. what they might be able to get up to. And like, you're not stopping anywhere, so. Like, it's true. That is between stops. And there'll be nobody else on your gondola, presumably. Presumably. They're not big enough to put more no, people, really. So, I mean, they're willing to do it in front of uh, London commuters. They'll probably exactly, yeah. have a while of a time in the uh, Disney gondola, and the privacy of the Disney gondola. Yeah. Just Mickey staring at you. <laughs> now, now, pal. <laughs> you put that away. But, um, no, that should be cool. I mean, the only really... The only Disney transport I've ever used was on a day where we did all four parks in one day, or as much of the four parks as we could in one day, and that included getting a coach from, I think it was Hollywood Studios to Animal Kingdom, or maybe Magic Kingdom to Animal Kingdom. Right, yeah. And we got a boat from MGM to Epcot? Yep. Yeah, does that sound right? Yep. So yeah, I'd be curious to try out the gondola, for sure. So yeah, exciting times. I think that's just about it for news this week, Josh. Yeah. It's worth pointing out that next week is going to be a slightly different show owing to impending holidays. We're going to be recording next week's podcast in advance. So if there's a, if there's any big news in between now and next week, uh, that's why we won't be discussing yeah. it on Sorry. that podcast. You'll have to wait until the following week to hear our incredible takes on uh, that fifth Disney park that they've announced, Josh. And, yeah. Uh, uh, well, the, you know, the fifth Universal Park that they've announced that they're going to be building at the same time as Fantastic World. You know, they've, they've been talking about a fifth Disney Park for quite some time, but it was going to be like a nighttime park. Right. So you go during the night. Huh. Yeah. That seems a bit sort of niche. Like, why? Why? what's the benefit of doing that? Well, I, uh, I don't know. For night owls only. Yeah. Hmm. Weird. But, yeah. So that that's the reason why next week's show will be a little bit different. In the meantime, you can follow us on the social medias. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's sure Park Rush Podcast, although in truth, I only really use Instagram, and it ends up on Facebook and Twitter by default. Yep. You can email us as well, podcast at parkrush.com. Sure I don't is. Think we actually get any emails. No, but <laughs> please email me. <laughs> but when we do get one, you're guaranteed to be read out on air. We do get emails, but they're all from Google. Oh, well, we won't read those out. I no. guess that would be quite tragic. Yeah. Our email segment. <laughs> your your G subs- subscription has yeah. changed. Um, so, yeah, until next time, thanks very much for listening. Take it easy and see you later. See ya. 